Line Up Podcast fam. Thank you guys. First of all, 5,000 downloads. Heck yeah, that's so exciting. We're now being streamed in over... I say we. It's just me. I mean, I'm, I'm the only person. But now, <laughs> the lineup podcast is being streamed in over 10 countries. That's so freaking cool. Thank you guys for the support. Y'all know I'm super new to this, and this has been such a journey. And the support has just been incredible. And I'm super grateful for all you guys for being patient with me having technical difficulties or being inconsistent with posting. I'm figuring it out. I'm getting in the groove. But you guys, the support has been awesome, and I am just so grateful. And I'm having so much fun, and I'm learning so much. I hope you guys are learning a lot and also having fun because that's the most important thing this podcast I'm excited for it is the last week of pride month we are celebrating and learning in the best way possible from the one of the most influential women in women's across today I'm gonna see if you can guess it so she was a Syracuse attacker first team all everything if there's a special teams or an award she's either been nominated won it like top of the charts in every single record. She was a Tewartan finalist, a member of the USA Women's Lacrosse team, and now she's a head coach at Wagner. Okay, she's completely revolutionized women's lacrosse. She is just, not even her playing, it's just her voice. She's become a resource and she inspires young girls and young athletes everywhere to just be themselves and love themselves completely for who they are. She's so much fun to watch and such a joy to be around. Um, I've loved watching her play over the years. And yeah, so I think everyone could agree that there's no better way to wrap up Pride Month than with one of the goats of women's lacrosse. So any guesses? This is Michelle Tumalo on the Lineup Podcast. Let's go. Hello. I'm excited. Love this. I'm excited too. Felt. Thank you. Yeah, it's been so fun. I've gotten really good feedback. So it's like, awesome. it's going well. I just really enjoy it. And I was like telling someone that it's just like fun because I get to sit and learn from people for like 45 minutes. So even yeah. if like literally no one's listening, I don't care because I'm getting something out of it. You know, like it's good. It's just been so much fun. Okay, you guys. So here we are. It is Michelle Tumalo on the Lineup Podcast, and we are going to get right into it. So, Michelle, we've already been over the accomplishments, and the list is really, really long. But I want to kind of dive into your story at Syracuse and just kind of from your perspective. I know the accolades speak for themselves, and you had an incredible career there. But what was it like for you there playing for Gary and just kind of like being in a dynasty of a program? Yeah. Um... You know, all the awards to me, um, there could be none of them or they could be all of them. And I still had the best experience of my life. Um, You know, choosing a school, and I'm sure you could say it too, right? You went and won national championships at at Maryland, but um, it's it's becoming part of a family and you learn about that family in the recruiting process. And um, with lacrosse, it was fairly new to me as a sport. I talk about this a lot because I think it's cool for younger girls is here. Like you don't have to start when you're like three years old. Um, and I had the opportunity to visit campus and they were looking at me and all that stuff. And, you know, their belief in me. And then as soon as I like got on campus and all that stuff just connected and I just fell in love and I couldn't have had the best four years, um, ever. Like it was just incredible. So Gary had a huge part in that. He was, 
the best coach ever, the best mentor. He's one of my best friends now. I call him for so much advice. And um, I also had great assistance over the years. And um, but yeah, you you look back in your college career and it goes like that. It's crazy. It's four years, but um, I just learned so much and fell in love with the game to an extent where I wanted to continue my career with it. And I, I can honestly say when I was a freshman, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then I just continued to fall in love with the game and um, wanted to spread that and give back to that. So um, it was the best four years I could have ever asked for. Yeah. I feel like at Syracuse, you've had such a big, you've had like such a big role in just this, you know, there's like a Syracuse style of play. Yeah. Like there yeah. is like any school and you kind of like, started that like I feel like you're one of the very first who like brought that Syracuse style of play with like the big stick hurdles and the great mm -hmm. stick fakes and stuff like that and you just kind of like revolutionized the sport in that way and um, in my intro like I kind of talked about how you've revolutionized it in so many different ways but style of play like that Syracuse cross is like your style you brought that there oh that's really nice of you <laughs> thank you I was lucky yeah. enough to have like Gary who one is a male so like mm -hmm. watching him play um and like, let you be you as a player. Like he wasn't like, you can't shoot sidearm or you can't do this or you can't do that. It was like, no, express the way you want to play and be creative. And um, that's only why you're going to be that much better. And that's why you'll take it to another level. So I really appreciate him and his creativity and like letting us like be who we are with our stick. Cause I always say, and, and people always say like our, our stick is like an expression of fiery, like super agile, like agile player. And like, I feel like that like connects with your personality. And I feel like with me, it's like the same thing. So, um, yeah, no, I really appreciate that. That's, that's yeah. a great compliment. I'm, I'm very honored. <laughs> of course. Wait, let me connect one second. I'm going to pause this. I'm going to connect to my hotspot. Cause I think that this is being funky. Okay. That should be better. Let me know if it's not. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. I said, where's Beanie? Oh, Beanie actually just left. Oh, <laughs> She's dog sitting for these people. So she, oh. yeah, she just got back from the gym and then she let him out really quick and then left. <laughs> oh, what a sweetheart. <laughs> so fun. I know she's the best. Um, so what were we saying? We were just kind of, oh yeah. So how you just like, you had an awesome four years there, changed the game completely, just completely morphed into this incredible player. and just ate up the role of like Syracuse attacker and crushed every single record ever. And then come senior year, you know, you're on top of the world. And what happens next for the people who don't know what happens? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, going into my senior year, had big, big plans of hopefully winning an after championship. And Kayla Trainer was a freshman. So I was like getting to play with her and that class was incredible. And just we had just come off losing in a national championship. So we were hungry, uh, you know, hungrier than ever. So it's the 13th game in and we're playing Cornell on like a Tuesday night. I think it was like a four o'clock game. And you know, my body was feeling a little off that day. It was just that time of the month. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. and, and I'm sure, I'm not sure if that was the same for you, but, um, I just yeah. was feeling a little off and, um, I just was like, Oof, I don't, I don't feel great. And it was like first half and I was going to ride and I rode so, so hard every single game like that was like my one thing I wanted to get so many calls back, like turnovers and so I was going for a back check and as soon as I went for the back check I planted my knee popped I stepped again and I fell and I was like yeah that was oh that was the one that happened um I knew it right away just the feeling I wasn't in excruciating pain right. but what hurt the most was my my shattered heart into a million pieces <laughs> um as you know and you've been through it it's really really devastating and it's it's even harder if you don't get a fifth year or yeah your your, your red shirt year um yeah. so I lost that and 
but you know, I, I turned it into a positive and I, the only reason I was able to do that because of support I had around me and the best teammates and people that either have been through it, have been going through it. Um, coaches that just support me and just, you know, they didn't let me be, obviously they let me be upset, but they were like, no, you can have a new role now. Like let's, let's have you on the sidelines learning and teaching and um, just creating that atmosphere on the sideline of, um, Hey, we might not be on the, on the field, but how can we impact this, this game or this team? Um, so I kind of took on that role pretty quickly. So yeah, it was pretty devastating, but I've learned and, and, and from it. Yeah. The part that you said, like, yeah, the ACL hurts. It definitely hurts. And well, some people, they don't even know they go through like yeah. my sister tore ACL and she played a whole game on it. It was like, I mean, he feels a little weird, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Had no idea. Um, and then got an MRI and they were like, Oh, so, and then obviously I was the opposite. Like, like yeah. you, I knew exactly yeah. what happened, but the shattered heart is so true. Like your mind as an athlete, when you spend your whole life playing, 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 especially like mm-hmm. for us who like see a lot of our future in lacrosse, you're just like, oh my god where do I go from here and you can't yes. help but think like what what happens next you, yeah. you there's no time to be like what do I do right now like just yeah. be sad just kind of recover like there's no time for that you're just like oh my god what do I do like yeah you feel like your identity is, is like gone yeah. like the part yes. of you is gone um, yes oh my god and I can't believe you didn't have your fifth year because what it was like April like it's late yeah. in the season Yep. It was April. It was the 13th game in. So that like percentage of like 33% or 30% of games is already gone. I was like, Oh, oh my God. It's so hard. It's so hard. I so know. how did you adjust from being the top player, the star scorer, like everything like that? That's, it's not an easy transition to find that role. Right. And even when, so I had it, I had a whole, what, a oh. couple months to kind of like find this role and mm-hmm. adjust my mindset. But you kind of just had to like turn around the next day and yeah. Be that? How did yeah. you do that? Yeah. I needed all the time I could get. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, and you could probably say this too, like your teammates around you are just like, whoa, like the, the most the best support system. Obviously you did it at US, so that was a little bit tougher because you might have not known us as well. But um, I was I was a part of a team that just like every single person loved each other so much. And it was like, you were like sisters. And I got to then now, as much as it hurt me to not be on the field, I knew that like, they didn't even need me. Like truly I got to watch Kayla Trainer become Kayla Trainer. I got to watch like some of these people step up in roles that they may have not had um, in the beginning of the season. And it was like exciting for me to watch. I truly was like, so happy for my teammates. And they made it easy because they were so talented and so fun to watch that I, I was like, now I really get a front seat of this. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I was just like, it was just, I just had the best people around me and I couldn't even be sad because of the amount of excellence around me. Um, yeah. And, you know, we have, we come from programs where we're, we're used to kind of winning in a way, but not, not for me a championship, but for you. But um, so like it, they just picked up, there was no lull. It was, they picked up right away and it was like, well, I, they might even be even better now. Like, cause people are stepping up in a way that may, maybe they didn't feel like they had to before. So it was really cool. That's when Kayla emerged to be the left-hand, right-handed player that like, cause now the lefty was out. And I think yeah. I'll take credit in her left hand. I will take credit. <laughs> she had that. Kayla Trainer's left hand is due to Michelle Tula's injury. Hey, if anything's coming out of the ACL tear, like Kayla Trainer's left hand, not bad. You did well. There we go. Not bad. <laughs> no, so funny. she had that from the beginning. I'm like, you are, yeah, that's so funny. I can't even, you're so good. No, she's yeah. insane. Um, it's insane. also, I think just like, being like not being too good to learn from your teammates. And I think Mm -hmm. this is something we could probably relate in because, you know, we're both like 
at senior year, the top of the respective program, right. just kind of how it was and not being above learning from Kayla Trainer, the freshman, uh, the freshmen that were at Maryland, just being open and receptive to all kinds of learning, I think is a huge part. It doesn't really matter what age you are or where you are in your four years or if you play or if you don't play, just like being ready to learn and being just open to a new way to see the game, I think is so important. And obviously you really did that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It was really cool. It was really cool. So what did your recovery look like after that? It was going into summer and then you bounced mm-hmm. back and you you got after it. Bounce back took a really long time. Um so for <laughs> me, me <laughs> for me, I um I didn't want to get surgery right away, which I, I'm like, was that the right choice? Cause I didn't want to be on crutches all summer. I was like, I want to be able to, I was still like running. Like I was like really, really in shape, really active. So I was like, Hey, I'll get it at the end of summer. So I can still like be mobile and, and kind of like enjoy the summer because I just had Honestly, a the- great choice. Yeah. The yeah. summer on crutches was horrible. One of the worst mm-hmm. parts. Horrible. Yeah. So I was like able to do everything the same. Um, yeah. so then I got it like August, like 13th or something. And I, um, was hired at Florida right before that. So I got surgery recovered a little bit at home and then drove down with my brother down to Florida. Um, and I was lucky enough to have like a great facility next to our actual lacrosse facility that like I was doing PT at and whatnot. Um, but I really wish, and I, I, I'm, I wish I could have rehabbed like with my actual lacrosse team because it was hard to like do it by myself, you know, and you're just like off by yourself with people you don't really know. And, um, I, I respect them and, and I was so thankful for them, but it was just like, took, it took me that much longer. I felt like, um, and just, we didn't really touch on this, but I had just not made the world cup roster as well. So that was like a motivation as well. Cause I was like, Oh, like what's, what am I to do after this? Like lacrosse, total lacrosse wasn't really a thing yet. So then I, the, just was, my fire was fueled by, you know, not making that, that roster. And I wanted to come back better than ever. So it was like that aligned with like, you know, the ACL and just coming back and it's hard, you know, it's like, yeah. You feel like you have to like learn how to walk again in a way um, because our sport's yeah. so agile and quick and you turn and this and that. And, and no you matter watch your people vendor, playing. Yeah, you watch people yes. playing and you're like, there's no yeah. way I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah. It's intimidating. I like still, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven, eight years later after my ACL, I'm just like, how do I, how do I still do that? Literally, you know? I'm like, am I able to do this? Right I know. And now look at I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's an injury that has only made me stronger, truthfully. Yeah. I liked what you said about like doing it on your own versus doing it with your team. It really Mm -hmm. does make such a difference. Even I still had a year with my team, but I was Mm -hmm. on my own over the summer and I had the physical therapist I'd been with all four years, but I wasn't surrounded by my teammates, but there's so many pros and cons that come to rehabbing with your team. And like, as you know, being a coach now, just like the girls that are injured on the sideline, I kind of talked about this in another podcast when I was the guest, Mm -hmm. but just like kind of being in the training room and just watching the girls go out to practice, have so many like jokes and they come in and they're laughing about what happened on the field, but you're not out there because Mm -hmm. you're on the training table. Mm -hmm. It just gets, it's hard and Mm -hmm. it gets like exhausting. So there's Mm -hmm. so many pros and cons, but then at the end of the day, yeah, you are with your friends and you can go back to your house with your friends and, you know, go out and like celebrate whatever you want to celebrate. So there's just so many things that come with it, but it is true. Like you need that support system and just having those people around you just to, even if it's like learning how to lift your leg off a table, like you have to have people that are like going to hype you up for that. No, it's so hard. You're never going to run. It's so hard. With the, the towel, yeah. like the thing that you like bring the oh, towel on your I heel. can still feel it. It's horrible. Oh my gosh. It's horrible. Yep. Yep. So yeah. hard. Not easy. So hard. No. And like, we don't have to like sugarcoat it. Like ACL rehab, yeah. any rehab that you have to go through. Obviously I've never knock on wood had to go through anything mm-hmm. 
other than that, but no rehab's easy. And you just having that support system is so important. And thank God you found it at Florida because yeah. and obviously it worked for you. Yeah. So how long was your recovery and what did, what were your next steps like? Yeah, it truly took me like a full year because of like, I feel like I didn't have that team aspect. Like I wasn't going to like just hop in everything that I was doing with Florida because they were like really advanced. I'm like, I can't just like, but then once I started getting in the running and sprinting and stuff like that, I would try to hop in and do 1v1s and all that stuff. So I felt like it took me fully a year. And then I went to US training, I remember, and I was like, oh. And I had some build up cartilage actually in my knee that like really killed me. Um, so that first tryout was really rough for me. But after that, I just like turned on the jets. I was like so motivated um, and I was feeling really good. And, you know, my, my surgeon was super confident. He's like, you're, you look great. Like nothing's, nothing is um, wrong with it. Cause it felt like a little scary, you know, with the cartilage. And he was like, no, you're good. Um, and then, yeah. And then I was just like, super super motivated and then when I went back to Q's like that's when I really felt like I was at my best um and I was I was playing with them and I was in all the drills too as a coach so I was really really um I was thankful for that because I was like yeah you know a desk job isn't gonna allow you to do that so I'm really thankful for that yeah what a great position to be in just so mm -hmm. many opportunities to just keep playing yeah especially when there's no there's no pro or anything it's yep. so new still so just yeah. having the opportunity is huge i know mm -hmm. i feel like we're like literally in the same situation just yeah. a couple years removed. yeah just you know? a few like, years I, i'm like yeah. <laughs> i just missed it i just missed it okay so now we're gonna get into it so obviously it's pride month and we are celebrating mm -hmm. through the lineup podcast just interviewing all yes let's go let's also we're gonna talk about your merch because like it's so cool um so <laughs> we are celebrating and just talking all to all different athletes part of the lgbtq community and i just want to kind of pick your brain so mm -hmm. when in your life did you kind of realize okay i'm not straight um mm -hmm. this is my story and i'm ready to kind of come out and tell people about it yeah for me it started like really young not so young but i was in high school um freshman year i just had like this friend um that was a little bit older than me and her and I connected on this level and I was like, whoa, this feels like something different that I've like never felt in my, in my life. And truthfully at that age, at like 15, 16, you're like so young still. And so I, oh, yeah. I developed a lot of like anxiety and worry and like, just, I was like a little bit like, I was lying to my family a lot. And I hated that because we're like this. I'm one of five kids. We're like so yeah. close. I'm literally at my parents' house right now, like yeah. all the time, like so, so close to them. So for a bit, it took me like two years fully to like kind of realize it. And like, it wasn't that I was like in so much denial. There was part of me that was, but which is sad to think that like you feel right. that way about yourself. Um, yeah. And hopefully one day that's like not the case and people don't even have to like really come out. But it was still so new, you know, it was 2000 and what, like six. Um, mm -hmm. So it's changed a lot since then. But I, I actually had a lot of people around me that were like gay or queer or anything. So it wasn't like, it was like, I was the only one. Um, yeah. I think it was just coming to terms with it with myself. And um, I always think the experience I did have in high school, because I had such an open high school, like it was like so normal. Um, and it's sad because my brother's also actually gay. And he, I don't know if he would say the same, like, it's just like the atmosphere around like the people, it could change yeah. from year to year. But the years I went, it was super open and super accepting. So for me, I finally like really started telling people like my junior, senior year, um, because it was kind of coming out and my siblings were like, Michelle, we're sticking up for you. Like, well, I was like, well, you don't have to, because it's actually, I am like, 
I am like I do like girls, and they're like, oh, like why do you tell us? You know, it wasn't oh. like what the heck? <laughs> it's like oh wait, here I am sticking yeah. up for you. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, you're like, like by the way, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, those rumors are true. So, but they <laughs> were like, being cute, okay. like sticking up for me, yeah. like thinking, yeah, it's like you know, a rumor. But yeah, so then I started just like being super open about it, and then um. You know, I told my dad first, which my mom still like kills me for it. You know, <laughs> You'll never hear the end of that. You know, she, yeah, she's like, "What the heck?" I was like, "I don't know." I was so scared. Um, yeah. And when I finally uh, did tell my mom, and it took it took her a bit because I think she was more worried about me being like bullied and treated differently, and she saw this life for me Which of getting so married sad. to a guy. Yeah, and yeah. like, and gay marriage wasn't legal then. Like, it was only oh, legal, yeah. like, in, like, what, 2015, which is crazy to me. Um, so she saw this life for me, and she was like, everything's going to be hard. You know, like, you you can't get married, you know? So now, fast forward to 2021, she couldn't be more upset. Like, she's, yeah, you know, it's just, like, so incredible. I'm getting married, and, you know, it's awesome. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. I also, we're going to have to talk about the wedding, because yeah. everyone I've had on the podcast, so I've had, like, Alex, I've had Taylor, yeah. everyone's getting married. And I'm like, I know. Well, we have we're to talk like, about the weddings. <laughs> I know. So many weddings. So many weddings. Yeah. Okay. So let's divert. Let's, like, go there. Where do you have a place? Do you have a date? Yeah. Like, what's the what's the vibes yeah so laura and i are super like chill people but um we have like a lot of like pockets of friends like home friends obviously lacrosse friends like she went to oregon play lacrosse and um so we were like how do we not have 300 people on our wedding because like that's a lot so we had to like cut it in half and she's from greenwich connecticut and um we're getting married on like a piece of land that's part of her like boat club um it's super chill though you would think it's you would think like you need like hollered spritz, all that, that stuff. It's like not. It's like yeah. we're gonna do a clear top tent right on the right on the water on the on the grass um, and bring everything in like food trucks and band and oh, that's so cute. my band. The band is actually my elementary school teacher um, from my no drums, my trumpet. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's bringing his, his band. How cool! How do you even like? Do you still like keep in touch or is it just a coincidence? So my mom actually brought him up because he does weddings and does like stuff down the shore. So I called him. He's like, I would be honored to do your wedding. And I was like, that's so freaking yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's it. It's November 6th. It's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't oh wait. I'm going to see you God. in a few days. Right. So I'll show yes, you. Yes. Like literally 24 hours. Maybe. Yes. I know. I can't yes, wait. So I want to see pictures of the venue. Yes. Yes. I'll show okay. You. That's so cute. That's yeah, so fun. And right around the corner. Oh my God. Literally. Like the anxiety <laughs> so is settling. It's coming in. Yeah. It's getting there. But yeah. This is legit. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Okay. So I, yeah. I, Thanks. going back to kind of what you said a second ago, just about like how you had those feelings of when coming out, like it was mm-hmm. scary and it was like, you know, intimidating. You were denying it a little bit. Who? Yeah. Drawing up like the football player that just kind of came out. Yes. The guy from the, um, the Raiders, I, I believe, right? Um, Raiders, yeah. I can, I can't, I don't know why I can't think of his name, but everyone probably knows yeah. I'm talking about. I mean, the yes. video literally went viral, yes, too, but yeah. his point, his point was kind of like yours. Like I'm kind of, you know, I kind of wish this video didn't go viral. Yeah. Um, and he was like, this just should be normal. Like it yes. shouldn't coming out shouldn't be a thing mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be like an ordeal. People should just mm-hmm. love who they love and be like, Hey, this is me. And mm-hmm. you know, like I love me for myself. And right. is that, that's kind of what you were saying when you told your dad first, cause you're like a little bit afraid. Yeah. Like, is that how you feel? Or do you think coming out, I mean, it is a celebratory thing. It should be, but yes. do you think it should be like an ordeal? Like kind of what he's saying, or you think, you know, like on the other side of it where you should just, Hey, this is me. Like, this is who I love kind of thing. Yeah, I can I kind of go between the two because I think it's cool to figure, you know, like some people discover it later in life. Like 
for example, Laura, uh, my fiance has never dated a woman. She never thought she would date a woman. Like, and she wouldn't even really identify as that until then she met me. And it's like this connection with a human, like you don't like some people, I believe, like, I felt like I always have been this way, but I didn't discover it until, um, you know, I was like 14, 15. So it's almost like a discovery and a a celebration of that and finding yourself in a way. Cause some people, you know, you're not born and this is what you like. You like blue, you, you know what I mean? There's things through your life that you discover. And I think there's a cool way of celebrating that, but I don't feel like, um, you know, you always have to be like this huge coming out story. But I think yeah. it's cool to learn from each other because yeah. not one person would, you know, some person might look at me and think I have a different story than, and then Laura, you know what I mean? And then and once you hear our story, it's like, whoa, that's really cool. It might yeah. open people's eyes to like, be like, oh, she wasn't born gay or this or that. And um, Laura, it's like just a connection and you might feel connection yeah. with someone different, no matter if you're 20 or 30 or 40, it's just like, that's how life is. And yeah. I really enjoyed hearing that from him. And I don't know why I'm blanking on his name too. He's incredible. And, know, um, but him spitting facts too, about like the suicide rate and all that stuff is really upsetting. And stuff. Oh that's God. like the stuff that needs to be talked about more often. But, um, mm-hmm. no, I totally think there's like, I'm glad you brought that up too, because I'm like, there is a celebration of finding yourself, but I hope it's more normalized that like, Hey, yeah, yeah. I like this dude or that this woman or, you know, this non-binary person. Yeah. Cause it, in all aspects of your life, like maybe you know what you want to do for me, just like you were saying, colors for a second. Yeah. Like maybe you know what job you want to do when you're 13, 14, but maybe it takes until you're 25, 26 yeah. to figure out what job you like. And then, yeah, let's celebrate. Let's get excited because I found something I'm passionate about. Right. Same thing goes for who you right. love. And I think I completely 100% agree with how you handled that. Like, let's celebrate you coming of who you are and you just living into your true self. Mm-hmm. And I know we kind of like mm-hmm. talked about this at us, but just like your story just reminds me so much of Abby Wambach and Glennon Doyle's story. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. truly mm-hmm. just two people whose paths came across each other. And just like, that is like such a, the universe just telling you, okay, this is, this is your person, you know? And that's so, so cool to think about like two paths just crossing that are supposed to be together. And like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I don't know how long you guys have been together and everything, but like, who would have thought kind of, thing. no, it's, so just it's actually crazy. It's crazy yeah. how we met. And like, I'm like, wow, like you are my person. And like, just the, the miles we both had to get there. Like I moved across the country and never would have thought that she went there. Like, so she was an alumni and just like meeting each other at an alumni event. Like, it's just like nuts. And like, yeah. And now we're like, wow, I can't imagine my life without you. You are my person. And like, how crazy that is to be that. Yeah. Yeah. Me and me and so Laura wild. love, love Abby and, and Glennon's story too. So yeah. It's cool. I fangirl over them. Like I'm, I'm actually such a fangirl. They're so them. cool. So oh, we need to get them to talk to her. I know we talk, had Abby, but she's got to bring Glennon next time. Yeah. Yes. I've been trying to get, okay. I've been so annoyed at Abby Wabach. Like literally I've been, de- <laughs> of course she's not going to answer me. Like, Keep doing I'm not stopping. I no. will not stop. <laughs> oh oh my God. God. I'm embarrassed. I know I I'm embarrassed, it. but I keep doing it because I'm literally such a fangirl. I just love Abby for listening, which I love it. <laughs> I just love everything they stand for. Okay. So I want to talk about so obviously you came out of a young age and you said your high school was super um, just receptive of that. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, didn't, it was open. It was easy mm-hmm. there, but did you ever feel any kind of discrimination in high school, in college? Did you see any of it? Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I have such bad memory and maybe this is like a good thing because if stuff happened to me, like, I don't really remember, <laughs> you know, like there's times where people are like, Oh, you don't look gay or whatever like that. And I'm like, well, what does that look like? Oh, yeah. whatever. But like, but and I even I 
I've learned a lot to like certain things to like be, be better at how to speak about it, you know? And, um, and I think that's like huge for someone that's like identifies as that, but, um, you know, there's just one thing that sticks out. It was the one time I really like, wow, that was like sad. Um, Laura and I were in an Uber in Philadelphia, which is like one of the most accepting places ever. Um, and there was this man that was driving us and her and I weren't even like talking. And I think we were like holding hands, like literally our pinkies. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, we were driving one mile. And as soon as he like, I think realized that we were like together, he slammed on his brakes, made us get out screaming at us to get out. And it was like, wait, what, like, what, sir, like our designation, he's like, get out. And that was really scary because we, one, we were just dumped in the middle of the street. And two, I was like, wow, I now realize that. And it's sad that people deal with that every single day. And that's like the one time I can remember that was like, so sad to me. And obviously I was like, got my money's worth and like reported him and all that stuff. But right. I really reflected on that a lot because one, Laura's never dealt with that. And she was like, so upset. And then like two, pe- like people deal with discrimination every single day for either how they look or how they act or how they, anything like that. So I'm lucky that, that that's like one time, but one time too many, right? This, there should never be any type of things like that. Um, so yeah, I would say, um, no, I didn't really deal with anything in high school really, truly. Cause everyone, like every other person was like doing the same thing, but, um, yeah, that was like the one thing it was a couple years ago, but yeah, you know, it's, oh my God. it was, I it, was in an Uber in Florida and he was telling, he keeps a, am I allowed to talk about this stuff? I don't know. He keeps a book and he like tells stories about all of these like people that come in his Ubers and just funny stories, whatever. And he was telling a story about two girls that were in his Uber and he kind of said the exact same thing. He's like, and then I realized they were together. And he was like, I didn't put them in the book. Like I, I, I told them that. And I was like, I mean, I said this, I was like, that's kind of messed up. I was like, that's yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, Why celebrate we... them in your book. Like yeah. second of all, like, don't be like, don't be telling me that. Like yeah. Yeah. it was just like, and I, obviously like I've never dealt with this discrimination. I don't know how it feels. I will never right. understand, but just hearing that and yeah. then knowing that it is still happening. I was yeah. like, I was literally like, okay, that what year are we in? Like, come right. On. Right. Um, I'm like, yeah, wow. that was, no, it was crazy. So, yeah. I mean, you are not fortunate because I never want to mm-hmm. say like, it didn't happen to you, but I you am. are lucky in the sense that like mm-hmm. you haven't experienced a ton of discrimination. What Very would you funny. say to people you know, in my situation who aren't part of the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. directly, but, you know, we have a bunch of friends or like siblings or whatever it looks like who are part of that. And maybe we do kind of see a little bit of discrimination, but we don't really know what to say mm-hmm. or don't really know how to speak up. Like, how can I be an ally for people in that community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I, it's, it is hard. And I, I deal with it too, right? Like sticking up and it's always hard to like confront someone, but you don't always have to do it in a way that like, is like, like, what the heck? Why did you do that? Like, Hey, why don't you, maybe let's think about what we're saying or, um, you know, or see, like put it in a way where you're like, it's a learning opportunity, you know, like, Oh, maybe that person sees that as like, you know, language that doesn't really make them feel comfortable or something like that. And language just goes so far. Um, you know, and, and even with like pronouns now and, um, being really like respectful to those. And, um, it's always, it's okay to make a mistake, but like, responding after that right and, and saying you're sorry or something like that with pronouns but um it could go a long ways you know with going to pride or just posting something on your story or you know social media is huge and um and it doesn't have to be all the time it's just or or even just like sharing that you like support abby and and glennon like that's awesome you know like because those people are like incredible al- you know allies and also part of the lgbtq 
plus community. And it's just like, um, little thing like that go a long way. But I would say like, if you're in a certain situation, it's just like the language and just being like, Hey, maybe not say that next time. And why that would hurt someone is X, Y, and Z. Um, mm-hmm. but I understand that can be hard sometimes, but that's like the world we live in right now. And we're all trying to be better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, truly. I already told you, obviously, Abby and Glennon, I look up to them. Banger Rapino, I think, yeah. obviously, you. I, there's so many p- members and athletes of the LGBTQ community that I look up to. Are there any growing up that you specifically were like, oh, I really look up to them, or anyone that kind of, like, aided you in coming out and just growing into your full Michelle Tumulo self? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a really good question, because, like, I, I bet you're, like, a lot of people would say, like, Ellen DeGeneres, because that was, like, the person yeah. that we saw all over TV, right? And that's, like, right. they do. You know, it's funny. I actually like think I obsessed with like athletes in a way that I was like, wait, now I think about like I probably was like I loved them in a way, and just like yeah, I wanted yeah. to be them, but I was always probably like, oh, they're so pretty in this and that. Now, like connect yeah. to me now, like like yeah. me and Ham literally wanted to be her through and through, but like realistically, yeah. did I want to date her or no? So, uh, <laughs> but no, I honestly would say like Abby is one of the people that I I looked up to. Um, in my later years, you know, she was like the biggest person, um, like in the world cup and all that stuff, like in our years of growing up and, um, just transforming the game and like talking about who she is and having the short hair. And it's just like, so cool to see that. Um, that would be like the one person, uh, like aside from like people that were like, were in my immediate like friend group, because I did have a lot of those people, um, that did identify or just maybe had experienced it and kind of helped me with it too. Right. How did you get the idea or what inspired you to start your own merch line? Because, I mean, it's so cool and it's Uh-oh. just bring another light to the LGBTQ community and athletes. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm not a business person by any means. Never <laughs> took a business class. Don't really know what I'm doing. I'm like, how do I do this? How do I get merch? How do-? Literally. So it all started podcast. actually from like during the pre- <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> hey, but if you have an idea and you start it, you only learn, you only go out from it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I was on a podcast actually with Paul Calcaterra with his overtime podcast. And we were talking about just like me being who I am and all talking about that. And he was like, you should like really talk about it more and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, he's like, you will help a, a ton of people. And I was like, Oh really? Like, what do you like? So it just kind of got started with that. And I was like, you know what? Pride's coming up. Like the month of June's coming up. Why don't I start a, um, like a small little merch line that I can like sell t-shirts and then like give back to something. And that's when the whole U S lacrosse webinar think series started. And then they started a scholarship for, um, an inclusion scholarship. So I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like perfect. So I talked to graph Techs, who I like had been in, like in contact with before. Cause I played for the like Lake Placid team and whatnot. So I reached out to them. They got them done quickly. My friend helped me with my design. Um, and I, I sold over like 300 shirts, which I would have never thought. Yeah, um, they're everywhere. It's so I know, amazing. and I'm actually like sold out for the most part right now. I need to, I need to get them all revamped and all that stuff. And <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. hats and whatnot. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was able to give back to the inclusion scholarship. I believe I'm like up to like $1,500 right now, but. Oh my um, God. Which is really cool. That's so good. yeah, it wasn't like a money grab for me at all. It was literally just to get like one money back to a, an awesome organization Two create an allyship for people, right? Like say Lizzie Coulson, you're, you're wearing the the rainbow logo. Like that already shows like, Hey, I'm down with this and I support Mm -hmm. this. Um, and anyone around me might know that without even having to have a conversation about it. And then I love that. It is a conversation starter. Yeah. I love that. And it goes kind of like the brain behind it. 
Yeah. And it goes back to the point you said yeah. about how can you be an ally? How can you be a friend? I mean, mm -hmm. literally just wear the t-shirt. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. a step in the right direction. That's being a friend. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. So many people bought it that like, don't even identify with LGBTQ plus. Right. But they're, they want yeah. to be allies and they want to support it. And it was like incredible to see. Yeah. What was the biggest difference you saw in yourself? Um, mm -hmm. Either playing, did you just feel more confident mm -hmm. when you like came out and just fully believe, like fully bought into who you were um, and told your parents and they, your family was on the same page, your friends were all on the same page. Like yeah. what was the biggest difference you saw in yourself? Huge. Like, uh, like going back to like the anxiety and stuff, like I'm telling you, I was scared to go to school. Like I'm also like such a homebody. Like I, I like, it's funny. <laughs> like I, I've been all over the country. Like I was such a homebody. So like going to school for me was so hard just because I was like, I am, I'm like living a lie. Like, I can't believe this. Yeah. Like what was wrong with me? And then that's when I was like getting recruited too. So it was like all the anxiety of like that life, mm -hmm. like part of your life. And, um, once I finally got it off my chest and finally like, just like figured everything out, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I can be me. And it's sad to say that I had to go through that time. Um, and then it was just like, boom. Like, I feel like I've yeah. been my most authentic, loving, energetic, like yeah, compassionate person. But then also, you know, there's waves of like, I'm a very emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like there's time, yeah. like I can cry like on a drop of a dime, <laughs> you know? Cause I'm just like, I love people so much. And there's, yeah. um, I just felt so much support that I was like emotional about it. So um, then I felt like I could just play and be the best I could be as a person. And, and oh, a Yeah. I love that. That's so sweet. Mm -hmm. That's just like such a coming of age, a coming of <laughs> yourself story. It's so great. Like 14, 15 year old Michelle. So young. Just like vibing out there. Yeah. <laughs> like God of pride. Like I'm like so young. I'm like, yeah what am I doing now like let's go <laughs> you're like not me at pride now you're like pride baby seriously so I did that fun. I have yeah. to admit I did do that I was like no one can yeah. see me here like blah 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 no, like, I, I mean that's fair like that's yeah. a fair thing when you're young yeah. you're it's, the oh, year's yeah. different like it's just yeah. different yeah um okay so what would you tell members of young athletes community mm -hmm. who's part of the LGBTQ plus or maybe questioning or maybe figuring mm -hmm. like whatever that looks like for younger athletes what would you tell a fr um a member of that community or again mm -hmm. someone who's questioning um what would you tell them yeah I would and I've said this for a bit now like there's no timeline on feeling like you have to tell people or be this like in finding yourself right there's no timeline there's no right or wrong time I would say just be who you are in the moment that you're in um, and feel that what you are feeling because no one can tell you that what you are because no one knows what you're feeling inside. Um, so I, I would say one is an ally, like don't ever try to out someone, just be comforting and supportive in all ways, because when they finally feel ready, they're going to feel like I can go to that person because I know they're going to support me. Um, and as a person of, of coming out, it's, or, or just figuring that out, it's like, it's okay to be scared. Like I was so scared and, and it's because you just want the best for yourself, but also the people around you to just be like still loving. And I promise you people will love you for it, no matter if it takes them a bit. Um, and just like, seriously, it can be any part of your life. And Laura is the biggest advocate of that. And um, I've just been so lucky to have someone that's like never been with someone that loved me so much. Like she's never loved a woman and she loves me more than anything in her life. So it's like yeah. really, really incredible. So yeah, I would just yeah. say there's never... Um, just, just be who you are in that moment and, and never feel like you have to come out at a certain time or whatever like that, like the pressure of life. Right. It happens on your own time. Authentically. On your own yeah. 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 
Yeah. Just so naturally it will just happen. I yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So we kind of just got into this by a piece of advice for the LGBTQ community, but now what is your best piece of yeah. advice you have for just younger athletes in general going through whatever we go yeah. through? It's recruiting, it's mm-hmm. being committed, mm-hmm. it's training. There's so much that goes into being an athlete, especially today. It's so competitive. So competitive. Oh my gosh. Um, I love that you bring this up because I think we can all like help each other with like advice and whatnot. And being a coach and being a, a current player, right? Like I'm kind of on, I'm, I'm definitely like, this is my last year of lacrosse, like playing just, I'm getting older and you know, the knees are just creaking a little bit, but um, <laughs> yeah. love what you do every single day, even if it's hard. And even if you do feel like it's like, Oh, like, is this the right thing for me? Like know that you have a purpose in life and um, playing a sport is a huge part of that, but it, it doesn't identify you fully. Right. Like, I love lacrosse and it's given me so much of my life, but I'm also Michelle Tumla, the person. So falling in love with the sport is incredible, but make sure that you're your true self in that sport. Give it your all give to your teammates. Never like take something for granted as well, because you never know when it can be cut short, right? With injuries, Lizzie and I have been through it and, or the pandemic we've all been through it. Right. Um, just give to your teammates, no matter how much it might be. It might be little one day and big the next day. Um, because I promise you, you're going to change a life and, and change, um, just people around you with supportive and, um, passionate energy. Like I've seen that a lot with coaching and, um, I've just been so fortunate to be like surrounded by such good people and learning from them. So I know that was like a, Mm -hmm. like a bundle of stuff, but (laughs) <laughs> that my, was so it. good yeah. I'm like in a tram like yes I'm like writing things down <laughs> Pre, you're preaching right now and honestly like you are talking about changing lives and you I don't even think you realize how many lives you changed like you are just changing so many lives and you've just been a complete resource and a voice for so many people and I think it's just incredible what you're doing and this has been so so awesome so with that piece of advice this has been Michelle Tumulo you were awesome today thank you so much Well, Lizzie, I cannot say enough about you and like having a podcast and having great people on, but also a host that like is so incredible and and supportive and um, inclusive. Um, But you have so much more to give in the lacrosse world. I can't wait to see the rest of your career and this sixth year and then going into a pro league and whatnot. Um, I just can't wait for it and and continue to to do the best that you can. It's it's incredible. Can't wait to see you in space. Thank you. I know. I was doing like 48 hours. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye.